This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to the things that matter. My name is Maritza. I'm a native New Englander, now living in the South, managing the business world while keeping my own mental health in check. I've always had a fascination for the brain and behavior in anything neuroscience related. The world can feel overwhelming at times, especially if you don't understand yourself. I thought I did for years before being diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I'm here to show you that you are not alone. I want to inspire you as a listener to be that empowered individual that you know lives deep down in your heart. But I will be the first one to let you know you cannot get there without working on yourself. It starts right here, right now. You can make a difference in someone's life, no matter how small it seems. We need community. We need collaboration. We need people. Welcome to the Things That Matter with Maurice Marie. Today is our first episode, and we will be breaking down the topic of mental health. Today we have a guest. Lauren is one of my best friends. We met at the Florida State University Alumni Game Watch Bar in Boston, Mass. Lauren, I can let you tell our story if you want. How did we meet initially? <laughs> How did we meet initially? I actually, I feel like I don't really remember meeting you specifically. <laughs> so I was new to Boston. Mm-hmm. You were already living there. And I literally didn't know one person. Mm-hmm. So we both happened to be at the Florida State Bar. And I really just went up to every single person that would talk to me and started talking to them. That's really <laughs> what I did. And it took me a few weeks to meet you and like what is mm-hmm. now our group of girls. Yeah. Um, I just clearly didn't see the light first, right? I was kind of hanging out with a few other folks at that bar for the first few weeks. And I think the president, John, Mm -hmm. ultimately introduced me to – actually, I think that's how it was. I think he introduced me to you because he's like, you'll love Maritza, (laughs) which of course. Um, And then you had, you know, already been friends with some of our other girlfriends Mm -hmm. that now is kind of our our core group of girls. Yeah, no. So I guess thank you, John. John's the guy. He did it. (laughs) Yes, thank you, John. (laughs) Yeah, initially, he really was kind of the ringleader for all of us. I feel like I started going to the Game Watch Bar because of people I was connected to that were in Boston. And then, yeah, he was, he wanted us to meet everyone, which was great. He started a great group of people. He knew everybody. And Mm -hmm. he also always bought every new member a Boston lager. Do you yes, remember that? I do remember that. Always in the Sam Adams glass from the bar Brownstone. I don't know if it's still there, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I do remember him handing me my Boston lager and being like, this is Maritza. So anyway, he was, a, he was a good dude. Yes. Well, it was great. I'm so glad we're still friends and I somehow convinced you to move to North Carolina. That's amazing. Yes. I would <laughs> never have bet that when we moved you down here. I yeah. was pretty adamant that I was never going to live here and yet I don't know. I Here know. I am. It's so funny how you ro- rode down in a U-Haul with me with our other friend and moved me in to Charlotte and my home. And then now I'm here. Now you're here. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're here today, too, because we're talking about something that's a very important topic. And it's very important to me for a number of reasons. So I want to start by just bringing to light what mental health is and what people associate with mental health. So we'll start with the basics. The Center for Disease Control, the CDC, defines mental health as something that includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make healthy choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood to adolescence through adulthood. 
And although the terms are often used interchangeably, poor mental health and mental illness are not the same. A person can, be, can experience poor mental health and not be diagnosed with mental illness. And likewise, a person diagnosed with mental illness can experience periods of physical, mental, and social well-being. And I want to talk about a few organizations with programs to support mental health. There's NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and MHA, which is Mental Health America. And there are a number of organizations that are popping up all across the United States and the world, um, which are bringing more light to mental health, which is really good. There are a lot of statistics around mental health, which um, are not great things to hear, but things that I want um, everyone to realize. So um, one in five U.S. adults experience mental health illness each year. One in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental illness each year. One in six U.S. youth aged 6 through 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. And 50% of lifetime mental illness begins by age 14 and 75% by age 24. That alone is just a really compelling fact to know that 75% of mental health illness really starts by age 24. We're still forming all of our adulthood there, and I mean, those are some impactful years of our life, our teenage years and our younger 20s. So um, to know that that's when it really impacts us and that's when we need the most help is what I want to bring to light. I'd love to just kind of go into, just talk about us, um, kind of where we are today and um, some things that you may see, some things that I may see in the world that um, really just need to be brought to light. Can you tell me a little about yourself and what you do so the world knows? <laughs> sure. So professionally, um, I spent 10 years in public accounting and then in the past two years now teach at a university. So I teach accounting at a university. So those those ages that you mentioned is interesting because really that's my population of people, right, that I mm-hmm. kind of spend a lot of time with is folks really freshmen and sophomores in college, um, sometimes up to graduate school, but really like I support students that are in those early years of college. Um, And then on a personal level, so I just got married in October. So yes, um, Maritza was actually, yeah, Maritza was the officiant. um, So yeah, she was there. But so I have a relationship at home, mm-hmm. you know, that I have to maintain. And then I'm lucky to have good friends like you and our other girlfriends and, um, you know, other relationships that I maintain as well, along with my two dogs and my house and, you know, all the things that just come along with being an adult, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit about me. And that's, no, that's a true, being an adult, that's, you know, what everyone says. And, it, you know, we often wonder, what do we do when we become an adult? How do we manage everything? A lot of cleaning and cooking. <laughs> uh, but the, some of those things are probably, in a way, a little bit therapeutic, would you say? Like, do you like cooking? Do you like cleaning? Like, I know, who, uh, who loves cleaning? But still, uh, can they help with your mental health and well-being, do you think, to have a clean, um, clean space, a tidy home? What do you think? I think so. And I know when we were kind of casually having some conversations about this, because obviously this concept of mental health, right, and just learning about this, like this is something that you've been really interested in for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a lot about this. Um, I think for, for me personally, it is very hard to sort of consciously think about my mental health and mm-hmm. what are the things that maybe contribute or take away from my mental health, because 
like I think of everything as tasks, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, I need to clean the house. I need to feed the dogs. I need to clean the dogs. They love to run in our backyard and get absolutely filthy. Um, you know, doing laundry, like yeah. for me, like grading papers, uh, answering student emails, um, trying to prepare for my classes because I really want those to be great, maintaining mm-hmm. my relationship with my husband, maintaining my relationship with my friends. And so what are the things that contribute to mental health? I mean, yeah, probably some of that is somewhat therapeutic if mm-hmm. I maybe were to really think about it. I like having a clean space. I like being here with you, you know, like yes. um, we're doing a thing, right? There's a purpose <laughs> here, but like hanging out with you is like, it's good, right? Mm-hmm. It makes me happy. And um, so I don't know, I guess it's a full circle answer your question here. What are some of the things that I do that maybe contribute to that? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably probably some of those things, but um Also, like, quiet time. Mm -hmm. I find, and my sister and I have talked about this, so my husband really loves music. Uh He's kind of always listening to music. Like, his alarm clock is music. He listens to music in the car. He listens to music while he's working, like, you know, and Mm -hmm. and podcasts, too. I don't listen to anything in the car. (laughs) Isn't that so weird? And my sister does the same. So the audio is off in my car (laughs) and it's so funny because I'm having a conversation with myself in my head and I Uh kind of don't realize thinking about the things I have to do or just like think decompressing from the day like trying to process you know things I said or did and Mm -hmm. should I have said or done that differently so I don't know maybe for me too some of it is kind of that quiet time when you're not with someone you don't have kind of a thing happening yeah that's very interesting because I wonder in studies, if it would help to have music in the car, if it helped to be in, in silence, but I think it might be different for everyone, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. Um, that's interesting. Um, do you know any people in your life where you think mental health has been impacted in any sort of way? Have you seen like anyone go through anything really tough that you kind of looked at? And well, I think it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll kind of think about my students because I think like you mentioned that age range of being like a late teen early 20s and think too about you know the students that I'm teaching so they're brand new to college Mm -hmm. most of them are living on campus so they have this experience now of having a roommate with somebody that they may not know which has its own ramifications and kind of how that develops you as a person like socially Mm -hmm. um and they're in class now where, like, their parents are not able to be there, probably. You know, most of them live on campus. Um, and if their families are close, they're not, like, seeing them every day, you know, mm-hmm. like you do in high school. So they have to manage their own time. A lot of them have jobs, um, athletic responsibilities. They're members of clubs. You know, mm-hmm. there's all these different things that they do. And also they're all coming out of two to three years of COVID, So they've done virtual school for at least the latter part of their high school experience. Yeah. Think about all of the social development that happens within those last couple years. And also just like what high school means, like when we think even culturally about high school, like like senior year, having Mm -hmm. prom, like a lot of my students didn't have that. Yeah. And studying was very, very different for them. And learning was very, very different for them versus like us. There is a mental health factor. And the faculty and the staff at at our university are hugely aware of that because Mm -hmm. it does affect their ability 
and I don't want to say effect. That's not true. It changes the way that a student may be successful. It doesn't look the same as yeah. like when you and I were in school because we had that traditional experience of being in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I should say too, like traditional does not mean the best, yeah. right? So what we're finding now is like the workplace is hybrid. And if I'm supposed to be preparing my students for a workplace, mm-hmm. probably part of their experience needs to be in a hybrid. virtual space. Yeah. yeah, in a hybrid space. Yeah. Like, you know, and so it's it's just – it's a long way of saying that I think that COVID, probably on all of us, mm-hmm. I'm sure this is not a revelation, um, definitely affects – it has affected the way that – maybe we've developed or like for a younger population maybe has developed some of the skills that like when you and I were that age develop that in a different way or develop different skills so like my students are having to learn how to learn Mm -hmm. in person again right yeah which is a challenge itself while also (laughs) having all these different personal life experiences that you know being away from their home being away from their family like all these other things I think it does elevate how challenging that is to just like kind of have a whole new life yeah and we're finding a lot of them are actually seeking mental health support we have amazing counselors on campus I was gonna ask what programs you have now that that you've seen that are helpful Mm -hmm. yeah so So, counselors and lots of counselors Mm -hmm. um that the students really like you know the Mm -hmm. students that I've kind of directed to these folks because I don't know how to help them like anxiety I feel like anxiety is something I see a lot students are just like they're overwhelmed by how much they have Mm -hmm. which again like some students their high school experience virtually they really didn't do a whole lot it just it wasn't feasible maybe they didn't have the resources you know so now they come and they're kind of expected to do all these different things like that creates a lot of anxiety and then and then also depression like being away from your normal um so that I think there – and then all the challenges of, like I said, kind of building this new life. So yeah. definitely counselors on campus have been hugely impactful, I think, for these students. And I've had some that come back to me and say, I'm so grateful that you connected me with my counselor because it's just <laughs> been amazing. so helpful. Yeah. There's also a student on our campus who is just so fabulous, and her <laughs> goal is to create a, like, wellness – company so like she I believe Mm -hmm. already hosts wellness retreats and it's like it encompasses all these things so she does financial wellness she does mental wellness spiritual wellness and so she's like learning a all of these like disciplines Mm -hmm. but then b also like entrepreneurship you know building this kind of community yeah both on campus but also broader so there's also students who do things like that Mm -hmm. and they support each other which is super awesome that's amazing yes those like and I as much as like we went to a large university and I feel like a lot of those programs were probably available in some sense of of a program but with social media now it's so much more I mean you can connect with people easier and faster so there's elements that almost accelerate that which is helpful So I think Mm -hmm. they all find, you know, everybody kind of has to find their way. Like, how Mm -hmm. do they support their mental health? Like like me, right? I don't really consciously think about it. Um, I should do that and think Mm -hmm. about what are the things that, you know, help me kind of feel ready for whatever I have coming up. Yeah, and I think that's where everyone just kind of has to go back to it's step by step it's day by day I've been in fitness for years and some people want the end goal right now but no great people in fitness have gotten there overnight it takes time it takes 
consistency and following a program of some sort. So baby steps definitely mm-hmm. matter and they help. Mm-hmm. So it's a little step. Mental health, we, I mean, looking at it like more comprehensive, like all the little things. There's so many things that can factor in and make you make you more joyful tomorrow or make you happier, like practicing gratitude or or doing simple things like showing kindness on a daily basis. So there's little things you can do that really will elevate your happiness level and your joyfulness level. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And lastly, what would be your advice to someone trying to manage their health? Like, where do you start? What would you say? Wow, this is... <laughs> I would say this is tough. tough. Yes. (laughs) Well, first of all, I just want to say that I'm absolutely not an expert in this. Like I'm just, I am just a normal person who has a lot of stuff to do. And I I would also say like maybe a character flaw of mine is that I am very much like a mom, Mm -hmm. which is probably why like I love my job so much (laughs) because I just love being nurturing and like Mm -hmm. taking care. And so, but, but the issue with that is that folks who are super like giving, 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 right? Like you need to refill your cup. And I'm probably not as good at that. But um, I will say that as a younger person, my parents were separated for a period of time. I mean, the plan was obviously divorce, right? Like nobody gets separated. Well, anyway, so they were going to get divorced. Um, My boyfriend from middle school and I had broken up, which was absolutely heartbreaking as I'm sure you can mm-hmm. imagine because obviously we had a whole life that we had planned together yeah it really was better that it didn't work out but at the time <laughs> exactly I was... <laughs> how I feel about mine but you know at the time I was devastated rarely is a 13 year old's romantic relationship uh sustainable <laughs> I would think but I I will admit I don't have stats on that um but and then I, my parents sent me to a school that was not where all my friends were going. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was also just 14, which has its own challenges. And so that was a really hard time in my life. Mm-hmm. And something my mom did, she brought me to therapy. She brought me to a counselor. Mm-hmm. I was really embarrassed. So I'm going to answer your question, but I'm answering it with a story. <laughs> I was really, really embarrassed to be in therapy. And mm-hmm. she kind of... I've actually recently talked to her about this. It was sort of family therapy because of the divorce, which actually never happened. They're still married. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was sort of family therapy because of the divorce, and that is what she told me. But it was also therapy for me because I was clearly not in a good space. Yeah. And I remember being very embarrassed going there and talking with the therapist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got through my sessions and went on to high school, continued, you know. But I remember having a friend and we were sitting at lunch and she was talking about some challenges that she was having. Again, probably just like the age is very challenging. Mm-hmm. And and I told her I went to therapy and it was really helpful and I would advise that you seek out a counselor. And I remember having this conversation because it was the first person I ever told I had been to therapy. Wow. And I felt <laughs> like that was... I would never have – I don't know. I just was really embarrassed about it. Yeah. And, and then, like, for me, this uh, this is probably why it's significant in my brain because I would never have told anybody, you know. Uh-huh. And and even, like, after that, it gets easier to say, like, hey, well, I've been to therapy. And then, and then in college when I broke up with my boyfriend who I was also going to have a <laughs> lifelong, you know, very happy romance with or whatever, which, again, was definitely for the best um, – I went straight to therapy because yeah. I recognized like this was totally wrecking me, you mm-hmm. know? And and so I, I guess my advice to answer your question, to come back, my advice is 
sometimes the things that make us uncomfortable, I do think are the things that are the best for us, right? Mm-hmm. Or or maybe not even the best, but we may find are helpful. Yes. And I think putting yourself outside that comfort zone sometimes, even if you think maybe it's a little embarrassing or maybe it's like not for you, you know, if you try it, right? If you yeah. recognize that you're in the space that you may need some help or you may need just something to be different, like try that thing, mm-hmm. you know? And one of those things I think that's super effective is therapy. I think you've had this experience a little bit, Maritza, Mm-mm. not to put you on the spot here, <laughs> but like you've had a couple therapists. So yeah. I think it takes some trying. Like if yeah. you meet someone that doesn't jive, and that's that's, that's okay. the hardest part because you make it to that step. I think first, and you're like, I need therapy, and then when you don't mesh with the person or you don't feel like it's working it's almost devastating because you're like I went out of my way to do this Mm -hmm. and now I feel like it's where do I go from here but you made it the first step so I feel like that's the most important part and you telling someone was probably a relief to you in that moment but look where you are now like now you're you know you can tell that still figuring it out (laughs) but still (laughs) (laughs) to bring it to bring everything full circle I think like when you said like you know, good stepping out of your comfort zone, doing things like that makes us grow as people. Like I, even the moment I met you at the Florida State Bar, like the fact that we went out and we ventured out and met all these random people, that was worth it. And mm-hmm. so I think with our mental health and with things in our life, that's what makes us better people and grows us. And I think too, like it changes all the time, mm-hmm. like as a person, and you mentioned two periods of somebody's life that I think change all the time, like as a late teen and early 20s. Because mm-hmm. think about all the things that are different about your life within that kind of span of seven years. And so there's a lot of change. And you may need to change. And yeah. what you do for yourself may need to change. Um, like right now, right? I probably need to change some of the ways that I'm addressing my own mental health. So anyway, I think it's just a good reminder that, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work out right away. <laughs> But you can keep going. And something yes. sometimes something stops working and it's okay to change it too. And at the end, it all makes sense somewhat. somewhat. <laughs> You're still figuring it out, <laughs> but that's okay. Sure. But hey, you meet great friends along yes. the way and that's pretty cool. And keep people in your life that matter. Right. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you and the world appreciates you being here as well. Thanks for so, having me. Yes. This is fun and you're awesome. I can't wait to hear episode two. It's going to be great. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Marisa. Thanks for joining in. Remember to subscribe. Stay connected and follow me on Instagram at marimariburr and follow this podcast online at thethingsthatmatter.me. The Things That Matter podcast is produced in cooperation with Balto Creative Media and the Queen City Podcast Network. It is recorded at the Queen City Podcast Network studios in Uptown Charlotte. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.